In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we welcome you to the All Souls Sermon Podcast. In the name of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, amen. Please be seated. Well, you've made it. 2021 is no longer, whether it was a good year for you or a not so good year for you, whatever it was is now gone. You've made it to the day two of 2022. And there's still yet a chance that your New Year's resolutions may still be intact. You haven't had that long yet to make an error on those. But even if you have, perhaps you can give yourself a mulligan and start over. It's only day two after all. But I wonder, those of you who make resolutions, and maybe an encouragement to those of you who don't, whether you've considered making a spiritual resolution for yourself for this year. Have you considered how you might put some time and effort into your relationship with God and with other Christians? My hope for the next few minutes is that as we explore the passage of Ephesians together that we heard this morning, that you will consider the wonderful statements that Paul makes in those verses and that those might prompt you to consider making such a spiritual resolution about your relationship with Jesus and with other believers. We are at the beginning of a new year and simultaneously at the beginning of Paul's epistle to the Ephesians. Following his customary greeting in the first two verses, Paul launches into a very lengthy praise or blessing of God. The blessing that begins in verse 3 actually lasts all the way until verse 14. In Greek, it's actually one really, 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 really long sentence. Thankfully, we've added some punctuation, and even in our reading this morning, we've skipped through verses 7 to 14, although we get the gist of what he's doing As is typically the case, Paul is praising or giving blessing to God based on the work that God has already accomplished, reminding us that the God whom we bless and he blesses is one who has already given us every spiritual blessing. We sing very similar words to this line most every Sunday in the doxology, praise God from whom all blessings flow. The spiritual blessings that we have been given are expressed throughout his praise hymn, and we're going to focus today on the verses that we have in our reading, although verses 7 through 14 would be well worth your time to look at later today or later this week. These blessings, says Paul, are given to us in the heavenly places. What Paul means by heavenly places is not that they are only available to us in heaven when we die. Rather, they are blessings and benefits that are available to all of us already. We already participate in spiritual and heavenly things, such as when we come to the altar and meet Christ there. We live in an already and not yet of the heavenly kingdom, and these blessings are for us not only later, but now. Each of these blessings is ours through the agency of Christ, in Christ, as Paul says, a phrase which throughout this praise hymn he will actually use about 11 times, in Christ or an equivalent thereof. Through his agency, because of what Christ has done for us, 
and due to our incorporation into the body of Christ, his church. Let's look more closely at the two blessings that are in our reading today. First, Paul says, God has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world. Let me say it a slightly different way. You have been chosen by God before the world was created. Let that sink in. Before the earth was, God chose you. You are not some contingency plan of God's that the person he really wanted to choose wasn't available and you were happened to be next in line. No, he chose you from the get-go. You were known to him before creation and he loved you before time existed. God has chosen to reveal himself to you, to be known to you and to allow you to draw near to him. These actions of God to choose you in this way are of his good pleasure. They are part of his will, of his desire. You did nothing to merit it. It's not based on your action, whether good or ill, simply that God loves you and has chosen you. If we allow the truth of that to sink in, the effect should be what Paul says next that we would live lives that are holy and blameless in love. Holy, meaning that our lives should be set apart for God, that we should strive to live without sin, being blameless, especially as it pertains to love, the love of God, the love of our neighbor, which, as Christ clearly says, are the primary two commandments. Loving God with all of our heart, our mind, and our soul, and loving our neighbors as ourself. In these two ways, we should strive to live. Striving to live, although we make mistakes along the way, fully and repeatedly reminding ourselves of the, of the relationship we have in Jesus that cleanses us and forgives us of our sins, which are two of the blessings that Paul would later say in the verses that we don't have this morning. So I wonder, in light of the fact that you were chosen by God before the foundation of the world, and that he has called you to live a life that is holy and separate to him, striving to do good, if that might prompt you of a specific resolution that you might want to make about your relationship with God and his church. But let's not stop there. For the second blessing that Paul mentions is just as significant and meaningful. We are not chosen by God just to be players on a team that is managed remotely. We are not chosen by God to be vassals that pay tribute to a king in a faraway land. Rather, he says, we are predestined for adoption as children of God. You are a child of God, brought very near to him. Again, this is not by your merit or not by happenstance or circumstance that God chose you to be his son or his daughter from before the world began. 
he loves you and makes you co-heirs, inheritors with Christ of every spiritual blessing. The love that God shows us in bringing us into his family is purely on his own gracious action. His love. He loves you better than the best earthly father is capable of doing. Would you allow yourself to feel and experience that kind of love? That God has made you family with him and with each other? If we allow ourselves to feel that, it should elicit a response of us, of praise and of blessing. Specifically, Paul calls us to remember not just God, but his grace, the free gift given to you and to me and offered to the world. I wonder, might we have a resolution about how we could more clearly proclaim and share the goodness and the grace of God to others this year? As you think about possible resolutions, my prayer for you and really even for myself is the same as what Paul prays in our reading today that God would allow us and to have his spirit, to be able to see him more clearly, to be able to grow in wisdom as to how we live our Christian lives day to day, that we would more and more understand our hope as Christians, not just our hope that we will go to heaven when we die, but the hope of how we live day to day, a hope that is robustly aware of the inheritance we have in Jesus, of the share we have in him, of the love that is ours from God, and of God's power and desire to use and share his power with us in and through the Spirit, the same Spirit that Paul asks and hopes that we would have. So may God compel us to make a spiritual resolution this year, Something about loving him more, loving his people, our neighbors more, loving each other more, praising him more, or however he may yet lead your heart. And may this be our best spiritual year yet. Amen. Thank you for listening to the sermon podcast of All Souls Episcopal Church. For service times and more information, go to allsoulsokc.com. God be with you.